You are listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. Yeah, come on, let's eat, everybody. Who's hungry? i got some stuff for you. I'm just going to check the back of the fridge. It's all good. Uh, a very, very good afternoon to all and sundry on this... How do we describe it, Matt? Drizzly? Drizzly... Uh, nondescript should kind sh- of kind of day. Should we share with the world that you own a convertible car? Yeah, and you got drizzled on. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. You know, first day of autumn, it was fine. It was, and it's yeah. one of those things when you move through the traffic, you don't get too wet, and uh, there is a look of pity on people's <laughs> faces <laughs> when, as they when you pull up with the lights, when people yeah. looking at what's that guy? Okay, and I'm fine. No, I'm fine. But <laughs> I'm but fine, people. And just just back off. Uh, 12.03 here, Triple RFM. It is um, a delight to have you uh, at our table. Sup at the table mm. of, uh, of three, Triple RFM. We have to thank the scientists because, well, we want to. We do. And we shall and we do. And we also should thank Go and on. big ups the Radio Marinara folks. Huge ups. 20 years. And it sounded like a, uh, a good fun morning down there in Rye. I wish I was down. It'd be Beautiful morning to be on the peninsula today. A little bit, little bit threatening weather. Yeah. Moody. The spider crabs are moving. They're on. <laughs> they're on route. And uh, and and just like uh, in a western, to head them off at the pass, mm-hmm. there they were. The Radio Marinara team to celebrate and twenty years. Congratulations, guys of um, of great community service mm. and uh, and being a part of our Sunday. So. Mm. They wouldn't hear us now. They could be so, they'd be knee deep in Bloody Marys. Yeah, so they might get stuck in enchilada and uh. tacos, and generally getting there. To, I bet you they'll be doing celebrity tequila shots. I wonder if they're thinking we should just move the show down here permanently. It'd probably be much more convenient for most of their panelists. It might be just to uh, to broadcast from the morning to peninsula each week. Could be, but um, good on you. So, uh, looking forward for today on the show, mm. we uh, well, we we're sort of um, celebrating a uh, auspicious day. Yes, and it is an auspicious day, um, mainly for the fact that um, this great institution that we have in Melbourne, mm. um, a place that has been serving people for 125 years continuously. That's quite extraordinary. Yep. Uh, I refer, of course, to the Hopeton Tea Rooms, which are 125 years old today. Down there in the Block Arcade. Down there in the Block. And uh, we're going to have a chat to Kelly, who's going to talk about what's happening there. Yes. Um, and maybe a little bit about how what they served was maybe a little bit different when they first opened up the place. Yes. And um, we're going to do that. And then uh, the redoubtable Matt Wilkinson will yes. be joining us. He of Pope Joan. He of those great books that um, that you should have. One of the, the best books I've seen on vegetables. Yes. That would have to be said. And also we have the salads book too. It's excellent. Salad book's good. And uh, there's another one on the pipeline. No doubt he will tell us about it. He's also been barbecuing in various... Uh, how do we say this? Um, creative ways. <laughs> you were about to say positions. <laughs> well, he's actually barbecuing in different positions. Yes, it's yes. the. No, I'm not going to go there. No, um, no, no, no. Don't, Cam. Uh, the kids are still in the kitchen. Yes. Uh, but he has. He's been looking at different ways of um, doing barbecues. And I guess that's one of the things I love about Matt. One is he's so naughty. Yes. He is. He's one of the naughtiest people I've, I've, I've met. Um, but he's also backed that up with great, great talent and ability. Yes. 
my favourite things together, actually, when I think about it. Mm-hmm. You know the Maddies that are really smart? Yeah. They're my favourite people. Yeah. Always have been. Yeah. Always have been. What about you? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and uh, then um, Duncan Buchanan uh, steers us through what's happening with vintage. Um, he's here. Uh, he's got booze. We might actually yes. um, imbibe today. In fact, I commanded him. I said, bring booze. Bring booze. And he has, and he's going, yeah. <laughs> he wants to bring it in now. He wants to bring the it in now. sun's over the yard, and why not? He has indeed. So um, it's uh, it's going to be a, a, a bit of fun. Yes. Uh, we've promised a bit of music, which will be kind of good. Yes. Oh, we've um, got wine glasses too. This is clever, because we discovered that Triple R has ooh, a shortage of wine glasses. Today. Nice. And, uh, and we might even be talking about potato salad with ha- pickled jalapenos, because that just sounds... Divine. Yes. Yeah, that's a Matt Wilkinson thing. It is. You had it last night. Well, I didn't, but my dearly beloved made it Well, for pub crawl. Bloody big ups. That is good stomach lining food. Mm. If if you're you're gearing up for a big day. Get you ready. On the booze. Speaking of booze. Speaking of booze. Oh, Duncan just just sneaks into the studio and is feeding us. I'll just put down this coffee then. This looks good. I think that's. Duncan, a very, very good morning to you, buddy. How are you? Oh, he's well. He's got, a, he's, got a, he's got a very sore throat. Well, 12.07, I think we really should get this show on the road. Yeah. Um, please, stick around, join us, um, stick with us. And, uh, oh, it smells good, that wine. <laughs> oh, this kinda, is good. Kind of made us, yeah, dominate our attention, but we'll get through We'll get through the next sort of 20 minutes and then we'll talk wine. How's that for a plan? I don't know about that. It's been a, I've had a hard week. Just let me just, I've had a crushing week and I need a drink. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> 12.08 here on 3 Triple RFM. We'll be talking Hopeton Tea Rooms. Oh, after this. And what a great way to tell the time when we realise it is autumn. And happy yes. autumn to everybody out there on the third day of autumn, I think it is, or is it the fifth. fourth? It's the fifth. That's <laughs> all right. Told you it's been a long <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, yes, it has indeed. And Cam Russell, those wonderful mushroom tours. Also, if you're ever in Beaufort, he has mm-hmm. a, a rather lovely cafe in there, so it's well worth a uh, a visit but hmm. um he's only been there for just a just an, an eye blink of time <laughs> yes. you know, when we when we look at things but when we do look down Collins Street we see a glorious 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 arcade and within the confines of uh, of this incredible national trust property and it's an incredible mosaic floor is a place that has been serving tea and uh, comestibles that go with it and uh, doing it extremely well. Has been had a renaissance in, say, I think about the last oh, 10 years, but Kelly can can say whether I've been right or wrong on that. It is an auspicious day, and to talk about that auspicious day, on the line we have Kelly. A very, very good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Cameron. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, <laughs> I have the prospect of drinking some rather lovely wine later on in the show, uh, so that is kind of good. We're going to talk about vintage, but... I really wanted to talk to you about um, a day... Well, you must be kind of beside yourself because this is an incredible day. Tell us about the Hopeton Tea Rooms. Mm, Hopeton Tea Rooms. Well, we're celebrating our 125th anniversary this year. And although we don't have a a specific date... Mm. um, So this is an arbitrary thing. It's like, ah, well, we're going to say it's here. It's you know, it's a whole year. Yes. Let's start celebrating. Yes. <laughs> so yes, it's actually a very exciting time to be part of this. Um, it's wonderful. 125 years. That's a long time in Melbourne's history. 
how did it? Let's. If do you know much about how it was when it first opened, and the sort of things that they said? Obviously, there was tea that would have come in probably tea clippers uh, to uh, to Port Melbourne, then would have come up by train on the the old Sandridge uh, Bridge and stuff like that. But what were people having with their teas in those days? Geez, there's not much information, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I've looked tirelessly to, to find some information or some images of uh, back in the early days, but um, I think the earliest I could get was in the 50s. Um, oh, yeah. Some women dressed beautifully. Um, hats, gloves lots of hats. And, hats yeah. and looking into the window. I mean, that's one of the, um, the earliest ones that I've... Um, been privileged to, to see. And still with um, that marvellous mosaic floor that was uh, was there, would have been in that photo? Absolutely. It's just magnificent. Do you know that was that was covered up with some sort of linoleum for decades, apparently, and they, it was rediscovered by, I don't know, we'll call some maintenance guy called Barry, and he was looking under and went, gee, look at this under here, and it, it, was, <laughs> it was revealed again. Oh. But who was Hopeton, just out of, uh, out of interest? So, um, Hopeton Tea Rooms was named after Lady Hopeton, and Lady Hopeton was the first Victorian governor's wife, mm. uh, and she started uh, the tea rooms for the Ladies' Work Association, so all the women that worked in the area and used to gather and drink tea. And this is women of a certain class, I would, have, would imagine, wouldn't it? Not. Well, I don't think it started that way. I, I thought it was for the all the the women that worked in the area, and it used to be the fashion district. So hmm. all the girls that used to sew and embroider and bead all the beautiful dresses um, back in the day. Because uh, Flinders Lane was sort of known as that. That was the manufacturing or the garment district, was it not? Yes, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah. Uh, very close proximity to to the block. And you, how long has it been? How long have how long have you been involved with the place? Um, it's actually um, this month seven years. Mm. Um, it, it, it's amazing. It's been an extraordinary seven years. I've seen the business grow and change, and um, not change in the Physical in a sense, bad way. Yeah, 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 no, very much the same. But have seen the, um, you know, the age groups of our customers become younger and younger and younger. Really, um, so quite diverse. And lots of lots of locals, of course. Lots of regular patrons that have been coming there all their lives, which is really wonderful. Uh, very loyal. Mm. Um, and then there's a lot of interstate and overseas visitors. And repeat visitors as well, which is really nice. Well, you know, I think, okay, I'm going to just throw you an accolade because you said about seven years, that was the time when the display improved exponentially, I would say Thank to you. you. Um, it you. was a little bit of a tired old... Oh, you've improved... You, under your tutelage, I think it has improved marvellously. It is one of the best displays of cakes anywhere in Melbourne. Um, Thank you. Uh, I've got to say, what's with all the cypress tree sort of action that we've got? Because <laughs> there's there's these cypress leaf garnishes everywhere, and I'm thinking every time I go by there, I'm thinking 
whoever owns this place must have like some giant windbreak and some giant cypress <laughs> that they have this this never ending supply. Oh, I have an abundance of yeah. this home. Ah, there you go. <laughs> uh, there you but go. But it looks really good. It does look good. Mm. So I guess it's become a bit of our signature look. Mm. <laughs> um, I just love a bit of, you know, greenery in the window and flowers, fresh flowers, of course, along with the fresh berries. <laughs> yes, um, and the biggest, uh, biggest, most wonderful looking berries around, I think. Mm. You must spend a lot I on that fruit and berry action. Well, absolutely, but that that's that's what it is. Mm. Um, our cakes are made fresh every day, and nothing better than having the most freshest fruit and berries to top them. It's good. Yeah. Very proud of it. And just being able to inhabit the physical space, which is pretty much unchanged. Now, tell me, first of all, the wallpaper. Is that the original wallpaper? It's not the original, but I believe this one was um, in? probably in the mid-1960s. Oh, um, okay. I believe it was a Florence Broad... I, I was going to... Oh, <laughs> you've been, I was going to say, is it? Okay, Florence, yes. yes yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, it's a Florence Broadhurst. Oh, we should... And can we Synonymous just... with the tea rooms, seriously. Everyone knows us uh, because of that go- uh, green wallpaper. Yeah, sh- so we should just um, uh, position her very, very famous, famous Sydney designer um, yeah. during the late 50s and 60s, I think, was her era. Mm. Uh, um, and uh, unfortunately, at a very untimely end, um, but mm. we, won't, we won't go into that. But the other thing from the physical nature, the thing that I love about that place is that divine, divine mirror that is in there. That's original, is it not? That is. That is original. That was um, commissioned for the Block Arcade back in 1891. (sighs) Um, And it did come from England, um, shipped from England, as were all the glass windows for the shop fronts. Wow. And they all came on a ship... And there were apparently uh, layered with molasses in between them, so they were protected. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. Is that how they did it? Because I would have been... Imagine uh, unloading them, and because they probably would have gone on to a... They would have been in Port Melbourne Pier after being at sea for, I don't know, 8 to 12 months or something, and then they would have had to come across to, to Collins Street and... You wouldn't want to drop them. No, no, no you wouldn't. They no. are, they are massive. Um, yeah. So yes, the mirror ended up was was firstly uh, positioned in the arcade, kind of opposite the um, the tea rooms. Yes. Uh, and it was there till the I, I believe mid nineteen fifties. Then moved to the store opposite. The tea rooms. Oh, which is now be- the German place. Correct. Gewürzhaus, yes. Yes. Um, and it was the back of their window as such. Um, but they, the people at the time didn't want to keep it because um, pe- women would g- go past and stop and check their makeup. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Check their, their hair and um, not really take any notice of the store, so they, they didn't want it. Um, and in the mid-1980s, uh, the, the 
then owners of the of the uh, tea rooms decided that they would take it into the tea rooms, and what a great move that was because it's just perfect. Marvellous move. In the move. place that it's at, yeah, it's well, just perfect. Kelly, um, congratulations. Um, so the place is open today? Absolutely, we're open seven days. I mean, it's the only tea room I know that has a security bollard out the front of it, so it's got to be a testament to, to the success of the place. Um, is there any Thank special you. things happening today at the at the tea room? Well, we on Tuesday we, we had a beautiful high tea event, which uh, we held in the arcade for 125 people, mm. um, and all the... pro. Everything, all the proceeds from that went to ovarian cancer, Australia. Oh, oh well done. Um, well, that was a really lovely event, and we're all on a high still from that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, it's like it's like hosting a party at home every day, hmm. being at the tea rooms. Well. It's, yeah. Same, same every day. Uh, well, look, I, it's, it is a marvellous part of what was marvellous Melbourne and still makes Mel- Melbourne marvellous, I would say. Um, a great link with the past and has been made so much better by your tutelage, it's got to be said. Mm, um, thank so, you, Cameron. That's very nice. No, actually, that, uh, uh, that's quite sincere. So congratulations on that. Happy 125th birthday. Thank you. Uh, it's been thank a delight you. speaking with you, and um, may it rain for many, 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 many more years. Thank you. You'll have to come down for a cup of tea. I think it would be a great idea. Earl Grey Wonderful. for me, thank you. Actually, a little bit of Earl oh. Grey with a little bit of black. I like a blend myself. Fabulous. That's just Can me. Do. Okay, <laughs> thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Cameron. Lovely. Have a great day. Will do. 12.22 here on 3 Triple RFM. Matt is champing at the bit because you need to say this. I have a piece of paper. You have a piece of paper. We've got a giveaway. Yeah. Uh, Triple R and Melbourne Theatre Company present Brian Friel's theatrical masterpiece, Cameron. Yes, masterpiece. Faith Healer. Faith Healer is a masterpiece. Faith Healer is on uh, from now until April 8 at the Melbourne Theatre Company. Um, Judy Davis directing an award-winning cast, including Colin Friel's and Alison White. Alison White, love the work. If you don't mind. Yes. Um, and we've got a giveaway for uh, Friday, March 10, which is this Friday. So if you're not doing anything this Friday and mm. you feel like going and checking out Faith Healer at the Melbourne Boom. Theatre Company. Look at that. Look how fast these people are. Geez, they're all over. Look at the Yeah, they are. Bang. Nine three double eight one zero two seven. Give us a ring uh, to Four. pick up the tickets. You need to tell us how many years has the Hopetown Tea Rooms been operating for? Have you been paying attention? Tricky, tricky question. Have you? Okay, but first, some music. Oh, nice finish. I like that. <laughs> yeah, very bah, happy. Bah, yeah, snappy. <laughs> Boom. Bang. 12.27. Yes. We're here on Snappy, uh, snappy Afternoon Radio. And uh, we've got a very snappy man here who's just looking over a uh, the wine bottle in front of us. Matt Wilkinson, welcome. Hey, welcome this year. We haven't seen you for a while. How are you going? Yeah, it's, is, it, is it this year? Oh, it is this year, isn't it? We're yep. in March, so it's definitely this, this year. year. It's, uh, it's, it's about a minute past autumn. Yeah. If we look at it in, in that sort of a clock, and w- what a summer it's been. It's been kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. It's, it's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy about it too, <laughs> to be honest with you. I, I don't really want 40 degrees every day. So that next week's looking good for autumn. Mm-hmm. 30s. So worry for the vegetable growers, though. I must admit that. Uh, yeah, it is. But um, And we're going to be talking to Duncan Buchanan. I think they've had a dream run because they've had a slow ripening and then just a little bit of sunshine just to get the, the bome up. 
It's kind of nice. Boom. Boom. What have you been doing with your summer? What, you, what have you done on your summer vacation, Matt? So, over... Well, I... So, I took full ownership of Pope Joan, closed, decided to get out of everything else. Consolidation. Um, yeah, consolidation. Yes. Um, but if I'm honest, things got a little bit wild and crazy, and life got very crazy busy. A few too many balls in the air, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I realised what I was good and wasn't good at. And yes, um, oh, about two, year, about two years ago in Italy, and I said I just wanted to go back cooking. I'd been like been cooking all on holidays and what just been by the ocean. You, you had some catharsis, this this revelatory experience. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, sounds that, almost I religious. I the, quite a lot. the clouds part. <laughs> and I was drinking this. I had a lot to drink each day. I must admit, it was yeah. on holidays. There's there lot, in Italy, there's lots of wine. Yes, and lots of grappa and lots of oh, the holy you know, water. Yes, yeah, Vardanelli. Anyway, so, so anyway, but you thought I, ca- I you came know back. What? To, came back to Australia and went. You know, I just want to cook and I want to. I've been doing a lot of two years uh, for the last two years. Been doing a lot of barbecuing bits and pieces. Or well, just live fire. Yeah. Um, with Warialda, you know, doing their asados. Every time I go out and do a gig, you know, my food's really simple. Um, it's all about the produce, the producer. And my no, idea no, no, was no, no. to do under, underpinned by really amazing technique. You're getting yeah, yeah. a little and, bit and, too and modest. marriage and delicious. Like, yeah. So what I want to do for this summer to get myself back cooking? Um, we've op- reopened Pope Joan three nights a week: mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights. Mm-hmm. And no Saturday you know, night. No, 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 no. No, bugger that. Well, it's one of those things that, like, it's about lifestyle. So Pope Joan's open seven days a week. You know, from seven till three. Yes. That hums along. I'm not really. You know, I'm not in the kitchen there. Like most chef owners, you know, they stop cooking, you know. <laughs> and I wanted to get back cooking, and I didn't want it. I've got, you know, the two hooligans at six and four, and I really wanted six to Six and four now. Yeah. yeah okay. Look, and really that's, wanted to that, get that's, back. That's what Matt refers to as his children, just yeah. in case you're wondering. <laughs> the hooligans. Yes, um, go on. And, you know, I wanted that. You know, I, I, I left home at 16 to start cooking. I love yeah. cooking. It's the one thing I did do. And I think I'm quite good at it. And I want to have fun doing it. And yeah. so we just, it's all out the back of Pope Joan. And we're going to keep doing it all the way until the Thursday before Easter. Then have a break and we'll come back mid-June and do like a winter-style camp cookout. Mm. Um, but for this one, it's just, you sit outside. If it's bad weather, well, we end up going inside and I get wet. Um, cooking outside, <laughs> and it's just on this. Um, and someone holds an umbrella over you or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, we've got this fire pit yeah. um, that we can do Sada style stuff out of, but mainly. Wait, hey, hold it. Can we just get a definition? Because there might be, there'll be people going, what? Asado. What is an asado? It's an Argentinian style yes. technique of grilling. Yes. Over big pieces, flame. usually, big, isn't it? Big pieces over real light flame. Yeah. And everybody that I talk to. Um, it takes, so let's say, a, a, a lamb. A lamb will be on for about seven hours. Yeah. And most most of us, when we do barbecues here in Australia, we're used to, um, you know, quite heavy, hot heat. This is just a real mild, make sure you're keeping the coals going. Yes. Um, or alternatively, I cook in a drum. This is like a barbecue braise, isn't it? Because you almost braise it a bit, don't you, when well, you do it over this, this amount of time? You should know this, like, a braise needs to be covered in liquid. It is indeed. slow roast. But what I'm, <laughs> what I'm, what I'm, okay, but what I'm referring to is the reaction that happens when you cook meat for a long time, that the collagen goes to gelatin and it all goes nice and soft I've, and I've yummy. got, honestly, like I, I'm from Barnsley, like, thanks for that, Heston. I've got no idea about the <laughs> science side of it. I just know it Yeah, whatever, it pal. You season it and it tastes nice. All so, right. so, so there it is. Okay. So the, the idea of the camp cookout is like the snacks, the yeah. salads, because, you know, I love eating salads, and especially when it's, you know, it's like a backyard barbecue. Mm. Um, and then about eight, uh, well, five things from the whatever fire we're doing with it. And then drinks just selected by myself. 
So it's <laughs> and the guy curated. in front of house. So we've got like Matt uh, curates the booze. So yes, and it's sundowners. Yeah, um, we've got any time, and then we've got vino. So like any time, like <laughs> obviously beer and cider yes. and sake. Yeah, and then the sundowners. It's that thing of going. When the sun is just coming down, yeah. like, what do you want me to drink? I want to be drinking, you know, I want to be dirty martinis, espresso martinis. <laughs> I want to be drinking alcohol spritzers, yes. sangria, homemade ginger beer that's like mm. made into a vodka rushki. Negronis? Negronis. Like Capitanos? White Negronis. It's been, and that, that's a good reason as well to only do three nights. Yes. Is that <laughs> I, I do, I, 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 I have known for being a <laughs> hater of my own liver. Yes. And no, the I liver is evil and must be punished. Yes. So and they're just fun. You know, we've got yeah. a record player playing and it's, and it's, oh, it's wow. actually, it's actually been amazing. And that I, sounds great. Real fun. And I've been loved being back kitchen, uh, cooking and being back in the kitchen and my team on it have just been mega. And let's face it, you're a great host. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 So, um, so this is this is happening. So through, well, it says throughout summer now, but that's uh, through yeah. through autumn now as well. Yeah, we can't define summer and autumn in Melbourne, surely. Mm. It was absolutely freezing in December this year. Yeah, it was. Wasn't and it? we half we we spent half of them inside, and it looks like we're going to spend most of all of March outside, which is great. Who wrote this? Um, Fran. This is great. This great. is look. I just read. This is a bit of copy for you, folks. This is what Wilco loves best. Cooking the freshest local produce over the coals with a tipple in hand. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, don't we all? Like, yeah, baby. I mean, that, go on. Riff on that. Well, the old idea is as well, like, I think we've got a little bit too serious about food. Yeah. And we're missing, yeah, right. we're missing some points on certain things and too many chefs saying this and this and this. This is just me having fun. And it is literally the, the whole idea of when I said summer camp cookout was if you come around to my house, I'll feed you. You won't whinge about what I fed you. No. Even though you can buy, uh, get bits and pieces. But these are the things that I would eat. No, there will always will be someone you who will anyway. You bring your own booze or you have a little bit of booze. You don't have this huge list of expense bits and pieces, right? Yeah. But, so you come around to my house. You enjoy it. We'll have some music. You just kind of need Monday off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like things might get a bit wild. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Well, then that's... that's that's all enjoying. That's about enjoying. But me being back enjoying cooking, and a lot of friends that know me well that I've been in, and customers, you can see it. It's like it's just a nice vibe. Mm. Which hosp and, and bringing back that word hospitality, being hospitable, being nice, being generous within portions and pricing, and enjoying it rather than it, the business saying demanding certain things and digging the conviviality that that brings too. Yeah. Because that's a big part of the, the whole thing. And then you you are right. And and maybe is this sort of the, the arc that we see with a lot of chefs that, you know, and I'm, I'm, it's cliched, isn't it, almost? You start out, you want to reinvent the wheel, mm. you want to do stuff, and then after a while it's just, oh, look, the heck with this. Let's just do stuff that's tasty and, and good and flavoursome and, yeah. and good for you. And, yeah, and that's the thing. And, and you know, I, start, I, I might be a, you know, mess around quite a lot, but I do stand, f I've got some real good stances, I, I believe, that are right, you know, things in season, good farmers, look after the farmers, produce-driven, direct, mm. care for, you know, Mother Earth. But also there's an element of, we're not here for that long, so we kind of, like, need to have a good time, you know, have good booze, have good food. That's really there is in life. And maybe a good vibe around it and a bit of good music and, and a bit of vinyl too. Yep. Sounds bloody marvellous. Yeah, it's awesome. Are you going to do another book? I'm going to actually start shooting it tomorrow. 
You're uh, shooting a book. Yeah, tomorrow. What, what out of Cook a cannon? What, what yeah. do you mean? Well, so, what are you doing? What is this? Is this so some sort of weird performance art thing you're doing? I'm actually in You'll the do anything for publicity, Wilkinson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go shoot this book across the bay. No, what's happening? Um, so Who's doing the shooting? For, so, uh, Patsy Nevin, over yep. from the UK, she um, shot Darren Purchase and Kath Carroll's last book, Ooh, okay. which was actually awesome, Lamingtons. And Lamington, Lemon and Lamingtons. Lemon Lamingtons. Yep. Um, uh, Caroline Velix doing the styling, mm. and it's a book this time, it's about... What's the vibe? So it's... What's the doing? first one's Mr. Wilkinson's favourite vegetables, second one's Mr. Awesome. Wilkinson's simple dress salads, this one is Mr. and Mrs. Wilkinson, <gasps> How It Really Is at Home. Oh! So in the introduction, okay. it's about basically, um, uh, if I can memorise the introduction off the top of my head, because I just wrote it, so it's yeah, like, yeah. Here we go. this is not one of those cookbooks that's going to tell you to go and forage nuts and milk the cow and bake that bread that and morning. And find samphire. It's not one of those yes. cookbooks that's going to, a chefy cookbook that's gonna at home take three hours to yeah. um cook and 20 gadgets this is real food it's a f- it's a it's a cookbook uh, with people who are really busy really busy in mm. this um thing called life and it's how we make it simpler and easier and fun at home to eat well mm. so there's lots of things it's broken into you know, our weekly dinners everybody's got a repertoire i reckon of five to seven dishes yep. so we have ours and yep. You know, other little tips that we do, there's a pie section, there's date night, there's mum's away, because the stuff I can't stand. <laughs> um, is, and that, then, is that Negroni night? <laughs> well, there's actually, I wrote, the, I wrote the introduction for it, and there's, like, there's actually quite a bit of alcohol through the book. And I, 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 you know, I made myself sound like this new uh, Keith Floyd kind of guy. Yes. And, like, and I looked in the mirror, and I'm starting to red a little bit, the nose is starting to turn, and, you know... The old kidneys are starting yeah. to get a bit sore. I'm no, like, no, you're standing in front of the mirror holding your kidneys going, uh, yeah. Matt Floydy Wilkinson. It's like, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and then when mum's away, yeah. like, you know, my, Charlie doesn't like no, breakfast as dinner. Yeah. I love breakfast for dinner. You know, it's like, <laughs> a week, so I call it cowboy dinner to get away with it. And yeah. she won't eat awful, but I... What's s- breakfast for dinner? So, like, sausage, yeah. <laughs> egg, yeah. beans, oh, yeah. chips. Yeah, chips. <laughs> On sauce, yeah. HP sauce. HP so sauce. Like, HP sauce. Yeah. And then obviously there's things like dad's burgers and then I've done tripe. So, because the kids, the kids, believe it or not, love tripe. I love tripe. And Charlie hates awful. And, and there'll and be a whole bunch of people that, can I, just as an aside, there's two things that freaked out a lot of people of baby boomers a little bit later. One was tripe with white sauce, flavoured with parsley. Terrible. And the other was the pressure cooker's going to kill me in the kitchen. Yeah. But a lot of people hate tripe. But I tripe still can reckon be the pressure cooker will kill you in the kitchen. Yeah, I think you're right. I've, I've had some massive I've disasters. Had one, I've had one. <laughs> I'll be honest. Never, I've... never put a tin of baked beans in the pressure cooker and turn it on. <laughs> it's, not, it's not good. What happens? Uh, Shrapnel? Just try it at home, kids. No, no, don't. No, 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 no. no. Do, do not. Do not. Do, do not try that. Take the kids away from that. Okay, anyway, but the kids, they, they like tripe. Yeah, yeah they love Charlie they, hates uh, tripe. Finn actually walked in and went, Dad, what's that horrible smell? Yeah. Yeah. To, you know, we, I praised mine for about seven hours. Yes. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. That's just, that's just, the bad that's just smell. my socks. <laughs> don't worry. It's like, oh. Oh, what are you cooking your socks it, in there like, for? Like, literally, they had, imagine like a big La Crusade pot of, like, uh, tripe. Um, yes. You know, with the tomato sauce and everything. Yeah, what's, what's your, what do you cook it with? What, like the Italian style. Red it's Ricardo's recipe. Okay. Um, I would say it's mine, it's not. Um, okay. my, uh, the white sauce, horrible. Ricardo style one is disgusting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, this one's like good. Italian um, tomato style. Yeah. Anyway, they ate like three big bowls of it. And they were like, oh, Dad, we love this. What's this called again? And I'm like, curly pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you. Yeah, you get you two for waking me up at like four in the morning for like two years, you little. 
hooligans. Yeah, you hooligans. Hey, eat your tripe. Yeah, you. shut up. <laughs> but, but I guess that's the thing. Trap can be really good. Freaks a lot of people out, and we understand that. Yeah. Draw a line under it. We'll move on. Yeah. Cool, that's really it. So, yeah, there's the book's... When's it going to be out? Um, so it's being shot now. October, October 1st. So I'll be ready for uh, stocking stuff for if you <laughs> yeah, have a huge... Christmas and bits and pieces. Stocking. Yeah, it's really good. I'm really ha- it's been really enjoyable to write. It's not been... Sounds like fun. not fakey. Yeah, not fakey. Um, uh, breakfasts, uh, you got a breakfast section in there? I'm always yeah. curious as to what, you know, busy chefs eat for brekkie. Um, I mean, most of the time it's... Wheat bu- bush- <laughs> I was going to say Bushman's breakfast, which is, you know, cigarette and a look around. Well, in, in the... Yeah. Not many people read the introductions to stuff and introductions to chapters, so... Yeah, you, you flick through stuff and go, oh. <laughs> Charlie's quite healthy, let's put it that way. And then. <laughs> this is the yin and yang of the Wilkinson family here, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. um, yeah, there's stuff like, there's one thing called train smashing there, which is this curry paste onion tomato thing that we always have with Aberdeen sausage at Christmas Day. Train smash. But I always have it on toast with like a poached egg, it's awesome. Yeah. And that's more weekends. Um, there's a lot of bits and pieces at Charlie's. For that. So it's, it's, it's like a 50-50 cookbook. Unreal. Oh, we, look, we look forward to seeing it. Now, um, it, it is, as we say, a minute or two past autumn. We are going to be uh, moving across to thinking, drinking quite soon, but I've just asked the Dorothy Dixer that easy, pretty much question. It's autumn coming up, and what is what are your Julie Andrews moments of autumn? These are a few of my favourite things. Um, well, Paraphrase I've, bracket. I, three things bracket. came in this week. What? That's autumn. Mushrooms like, I've not seen, so, no, yeah, the mushrooms are around, but not that. Yeah. Figs. <gasps> yeah. Pistachios. Yep. Fresh pistachios. And I got some fresh man- Victorian mangoes from Swanners. Not Swanell, sorry. Um, and we have, when we're worried about global warming, that we're well, getting not mangoes that, uh, he's, from... He's, he's been growing... So it's Eric, Eric the Viking from Eric. Just Go Nuts. You know, Eric, oh, he goes at the, the farmer's markets. Yes. He's the best. Yeah. Grows lots of you know, oranges, nuts. Um, he's got his mangoes, and I was like, what, "What? What sort of mangoes are they?" I don't know. KP Kingston well, Pride. They're, they're not. They're not big Calypso ones. They're not the big R two D two things. They're, they're, they're like awful. small, probably about the same size. Yep. A bit bigger than an avocado. Okay, so Victorian mango. A touch smaller than the reed avocado. Yes. And they have you know mangoes are quite high in sulphur anyway, just because yes. of the growing conditions and how they go. Um, really like that salty sweet element so the savory yeah. rather than sweetie sweetie sour. like an r2e2 is, yeah. is sweetie bro. and yeah um so yeah they're the three things that this early have been absolutely amazing oh, um uh, matt's going to start doing the wind-up thing because we need to get booze into our systems and that's that's a good thing um but uh figs um it's, it's one of the best things you can do to a fig is just leave it alone and have, have it as a fig but what do you think fig goes really, really well with? Pinot. Huh? Pinot. Yeah. Okay. Delicious pinot from the Mornings Peninsula. Right, okay. Made by Dom. Right, right. Okay. Uh, for me, it's, seriously, yeah. red wine, yeah. um, or light red wine styles, young, drink drink me now kind of stuff. Yep. With torn figs. Don't, don't think about it too much. Mozzarella. Yeah. That's it. <gasps> yeah, right. And just some honey? Crusty, crusty bread. Uh, keep the honey. That's yeah, but People that add sweet and sweet things, it's, it's, I find it crazy. It's kind of weird, isn't it? It's supposed to be them raw. Yeah, and, that's, and maybe that's the great thing that, that figs do, that you can have it with salty things and mm. it rocks. Saying that, though, Charlie once had a fig blue cheese pasta from the River Cafe in London. She said it was the best thing she's ever eaten. What sort of noodle? Uh, 
I've got no idea. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't there. It was, hey, wait, it was right, BMW. Right, right. Could have been something. But okay, well, that sounds valid. Are uh, you going to stick around for a drink? Yeah, I will. Yeah, go on. Might as well. Can we got time for music? Uh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Two music tracks. I'm thinking maybe some classic rock. Oh, classic rock. Oh, yeah. This is all right. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, man? Go with this. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's terrible. Really? <laughs> all right. Take it off. Take it off. No, we're gonna, we have to keep with it. We're committed. Yeah. On Triple R. What sort of drink you want? Make it a double. Let's drink. Cheers. 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 Duncan Buchanan, you're on the air. Cam Smith. Two of my favourite words are let's. No, not uh, Cam Smith. Oh, They're my two favourite words. good words, though. Yeah. Words. In your trousers. Matt was about to throw up in his mouth. Yeah. No, two of my favourite words are let's and drink in that oh, order. Nice. So, yeah, well, let's, yeah, let's drink. So we ought. And, um, yeah, let's, you know, come on, let's do it. And uh, it is. The time has come. The war is said to take the grapes off the vines and make it into something, and it's been a different sort of a vintage than it has over the last few years. Couldn't be different from last year, so I would say. So it's back to normal. Well, what's what, normal? What's normal, Ken? Boom. What is normal? Snap. What do we say? Yeah, what's no, it's been, look, it's been a fairly gentle ripening period. I heard you guys talking about summer in general um, as I was sitting out there just destroying that chicken sandwich you gave me, Matt. Thanks. <laughs> On you, um, you Matty. Delish. Yeah, yeah. But, um, a chicken sandwich, never had a chance. No way in the world. Yeah. But the, um, just talking about, you know, the, the fairly gentle summer that we have just had mm. has been a dream for, uh, the, the January, February run has been a dream for us, especially the, uh, these cooler climates, you know, we'll call it around Greater Melbourne mm. because the, those varieties, as we know, really like those cooler sort of gentler ripening periods. And it's been nice. There has been a bit of rain, right, but that just keeps, <laughs> You're the worst, Smith. Honestly, <laughs> but it just it just keeps those canopies ticking over really, really nicely. And and when things ripen very, very quickly, sometimes you can miss those um, windows more, or just those more delicate flavours don't sort of develop because they, those those more delicate flavours tend to take a little bit longer to ripen. So we want the those sort molecules of need time. Oh yeah, exactly. Hey? They don't just put themselves together. No. they need a bit of time. But it's it's looking good. I've spoken to a few people who have taken in fruit. They're excited. Really, there was there was a bit touch and go. Earlier in the season, we had some really, really trashy weather around this November. It was just windy and rainy and everything. mildewy and yeah, yeah, fungicide. Yeah. But I think if you're if you're on, it was a real canopy management season because we had a yeah. lot. There was a lot of um, a lot of moisture in soil, so we had a lot of this growth. And if you were uh, diligent with your canopy management. I think you came out of it pretty well. There's, you know, some dodgy fruit set around, but I think overall, touching wood, uh, we could have a uh, fairly good season on our hands. And now that I've said that out loud, everything's going tits up and everyone's going to blame me. I shit you not. Buchanan, what have you said? Uh, but, yeah, it's weird. Uh, uh, we were all talking before the red light went on. The fact that this time last year everything was in and it all came in together and everybody was going crazy... Next week is the one for you guys. Yeah, will be. I think so. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. I wish I knew where the cough button was. But the um, uh, mm. 
Yeah, I think we're, things were just ticking along nicely last week. I've spoken to a few growers from around the place. Uh, Peninsula is really going to hit next week. Uh, Yarra's been on the go for weeks now. They're they're really in the full swing of it. Um, spoke with Dirty Stinker Matt Harrop, who should be listening. Hello, Dirty Stinker Matt Harrop. Matty Harrop. And uh, he doing, said buddy? that they've just finished netting up in uh, just finished their nets up in Macedon, so they're really pushed back, which is you know, Macedon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got uh, Shadowfax, of course. Uh, he works out great. Great, great friend of Triple R, but um, interesting sort of thing. When you talk about canopy management, like the stuff that he has in Shadowfax is uh, up near Werribee, and, and that's sort of like on this big plain, and these winds just come hurtling mm. down there. Mm. And that's a different canopy management than what you would do to what you would have on the peninsula. Yeah, absolutely. Correct? Yeah, for sure. Because you've, you've got that a uh, lot of radiant heat out Wild West, as Matt calls it, because <laughs> yeah. it is flat and it can get very, very warm. A lot of stones in the soil. A little oveny sort of area. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you do have those winds. so you Radiant. Be, yeah, you want to kind of be protecting a, lo- a lot of your fruit. And realistically, with the heat spikes that we've had over the recent years, I'm all about that sort of stuff. Like, you re- you've got to play a very conservative bat because if you expose your fruit too much, especially on the western side of your canopies, you get that afternoon sun. You can just fry it. It's amazing how quickly that sun can fry your fruit. It'll just yeah. it'll sunburn it like, a, like there's no tomorrow and it can take a matter of hours you've got this beautiful looking crop and you're like oh, yeah see it's shit, fine oh, what happened? Look at that. Look yeah. at that. so and it just it can fright very very quickly so yep. but you could probably play a slightly more um conservative bat up around macedon because it is that bit cooler they can still i mean they're a fair way inland so you can still get a fair bit of heat up there but certainly not i wouldn't expect what you get around the wild west what's australia's favorite wine variety Question without notice, Smith. Ah, uh, f- okay, define favourite. Uh, biggest selling. Uh, uh, biggest selling would be Shiraz for sure. Shiraz. Yep, you bet Shiraz it is. Bang! Boom! There you go. Bang. So Amazing. that's still our, our favourite. Uh, and uh, but there's a lot more. So you were going to ask before I interrupted. No, go on. There's a lot more. People are a lot more. And we, we've been on this. How long have we been doing? I've been on here. Like a couple of footy years? seasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been yeah. off and on for a lot of years. A lot of years. And we're always... And you're looking good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, the years have been kind to you. You wouldn't pick me for seven no. years. This no, no. outdoors life kills but me. Tell me, this, this time, but how has it affected a, you? There's always a lot of... Um, people are much more willing to try new things. And that's one thing I've noticed on the way, you know, over the last 10 and 20 years, whatever, people are just so much more accepting to not just sit down and go, I'll have a Sir Blanc, I'll have a glass of Shiraz, or whatever it may be. People are much more willing to go, I have no idea what that is. Give me a glass. Fiano. Exactly. What about you, Maddie? I mean, let's bring you on this, this sort of thing. I mean, you know, say 15 years ago, would you have considered drinking a lot of, say, Italian varietals? Um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say you're setting yourself yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Before, like, it's interesting. Before you were saying about the western, the the western sun at the end, mm. I've just noticed that in my garden after like gardening for quite a few years, that is something that I've now got to take into consideration because I thought the major part of the sun was over in February yeah. and planted planted all peas. Yeah. That gets all western sun, yeah. mm. and they are frazzled. And they're pretty week. fragile. The best yeah. times, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And even even the silver beet that's I've run through the middle of them. Yes, there's like a protective canopy for later mm. i'm like oh. oh gee it's not working yeah exactly and it's, it is that thing the um because of the unpredictability of the weather i mean we see we don't quite know where things are going to go from week to week i mean we're, we're looking at the week ahead and this is where things are really going to take off uh maturity wise because it, it is seriously just the best ripening weather you can have mid 20s to low 30s nice and uh yeah just a little bit of sun nothing too hot so this is this is a dream run but i can, um 
you don't, you can't, well, you can't guarantee it because it's weather and it's Melbourne, but it's, it's become it's becoming it's less making, and less predictable. It's making the winemakers smile. Ah, and we like a reason to smile. A wry grin is going on the faces of uh, of the winemakers. Now we're uh, we've got something in front of us. This is your own personal label, and my I think very own thing. This should be accoladed. Thank if you. I can make yeah, up the word. You can. Accolade Accolade We will accolade it. Uh, Take a picture of it. Matt's going to take a picture and it's going to be all over social media because he has 5 million followers. 5 million. Now, it's a a label I started last year. I've been making wine for a lot of people for a lot of years. And I thought, you know, it's about time I had a slice of this action. So I started my own label called Prosimo. Get it at all good fish and chip shops. You'll be glad you did. What's Prosimo all about? Prosimo is the next... I've heard of Prosimo's books. Prosimo was a film, wasn't it? Prospero's books. Oh, yes. John Gilgood. Yeah, no, you're right. Prosimo is the Italian word for net. And uh, oh. I just I really like the connotation of that because everything we do is about the next vintage, the next glass, the next bottle, the next yes. you know. Yes. And so yeah. it's just it has that connotation of sort of ticking it over and over. So I'm just I'm doing a Western Vic, uh, Grampians Shiraz, and a Mornington Peninsula Pinot, and that's yeah. I'm kind of just going to target the re- regions that do well, what I think do well, and it's a, it's just no, it's nice to be able to you know, as I say, put something on the table that you've done yourself. It's, it's awesome, uh, mm. Manny Wilkinson. What would you what would you eat with this? Um, chicken sandwich? <laughs> chicken sandwich. Actually, I'm, I'm going to do a fig salad later on with roast chicken, and then I've done this like little spiced, or not too heavily spiced, um, like chickpea curry thing. Yeah. I'd have that with it. Have that. Yeah, I like what you were talking before about um, when you were talking about figs before, because my fig trees have been bastards this year. They just, nothing's <laughs> ripened on them. But I just love that um, that thing when you're talking about the best thing to do with a fig is just leave it alone and eat it. But mm. a wine like this would go, I think, go fairly well. Because it's still, this is only 2016, so it's very it's very bright and very rich and very upfront. I think at this stage it's sort of, that would suit really well to a dish such as that. Plus there's, you know, if you, if you have a bit of mozzarella with it, as you said, yeah. there's that nice bit of acid to clean acid the whole yeah, that's exactly. the thing that's, any cheese elements need that little bit of acid part mm. of wine don't they? to help clean that palate. Yeah. So you don't... It's the wipe. The well, acid it, wipe. Yeah. Um, some of the best, like, this might sound crazy, like those sulfur mangoes that mm. sit well with that. So if you have that roasted and oh, yeah. you maybe did it with, say, again, chicken or a dense big fish like bass or, you know, the like the big deep cods where yes. it's roasted and you put, like, a, say, a macadamia and um, herb crumb over the top. Like a uh, mango, we do like a peach salad, which yes. is you know peach spice with um, celery and apple through it. Yeah. That works well as well. Yeah, and Sounds I think good. that's the beauty of Pinot Noir. That's why I love it. It's um, you know, it goes with a lot of good stuff. I'll shut up now, Cam. Sorry. No, that's right. No, 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 no. Just uh, we wanted to. Uh, I wanted just to to do a few things. One is housekeeping. Um, a big thanks, Maddie Wilkinson. Thanks for taking the time out to come and join us. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Duncan, always great to see you, buddy, quite it's seriously. Uh, congratulations on your wine. Um, now, we have to just uh, remark on the fact that uh, um, our great person who's been telling us about vegetables and fruit for years and years is about to go to hospital. Yes. Um, John, you won't no. be listening. He'll be uh, the, the Vic Marker. But we wanted to say good luck, mate, and we hope that you're back on board soon. And you're off to the Sydney Road Festival? No. No, no, I'll be making wine. You lied to me. Is it anyway? Um, and on that bombshell, ladies and gentlemen, to the festival that doesn't exist, we turn over to uh, Sunday lunch. And who's on? It's a bit exciting. Tracy Hutchins is back Woo! on the wireless on the microphone hey, to Triple R there she is. for the month of March. So ah, she's, she's ready. Ah, stay tuned. 
Triple R royalty. Thanks, you guys. I know. Doesn't get much better than this, does it? All right. One o'clock and 18 seconds, but who's counting? Let's get out of here. See you next week. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. For more podcasts, information about upcoming events and our live stream, please visit our website at rrr.org.au.